Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be with y'all. If you want to grab a seat, peace be with y'all. It's good to be with you guys this morning. Um, If this is your first time with us, um, welcome to Family Worship Sunday, fifth Sunday of the month. Every time there's a fifth Sunday in the month, we bring um, our kids, all of our kids into the gathering, and we try to focus on the children uh, in our church in a special way because we want them to know that God cares about them. We want them to know that we care about them, and we want them to know that God wants them to follow Jesus, that we want them to follow Jesus. Um, And so this is an important Sunday, a special Sunday for us. We have every time there's a fifth Sunday of the month, um, and we are so glad that you're here to witness it uh, because we're not all that concerned about being slick and professional and cool, uh, as you can tell. Uh, we, we want to love Jesus, and we want our children to love Jesus, and we want to love one another. We want to love the children in our church well. Uh, so welcome. Uh, we're going to be looking at 1 John 4, 13 through 21, as we just continue right on in our sermon series in 1 John. Uh, 1 John 4, 13 through 21. Kids, John is an apostle. And so John, being an apostle, he's someone that Jesus specifically told and gave authority to, to speak God's word and to write God's word. Uh, And so John writes the word of God. He writes Holy Scripture, the Holy Bible, the word of God that we are to submit to and to believe and to obey. And so that's what we want to do this morning. We want to submit to God's word and believe God's word and obey God's word as we hear it in 1 John 4, 13 through 21. Um, Really quickly, we have a few kids' books up here. I have a few kids' books up here um, that I want to give out to the kids. Uh, Kids, I'm going to ask some questions uh, in the sermon, uh, or maybe just one possibly. Um, and if you respond to that question and, and give the right answer, uh, then I will give you a book. If you come up to me afterward with your filled out kids bulletin, uh, I will give you one of these books. So, uh, to, so make sure to pay close attention and to uh, fill out your bulletin and to uh, interact with me and, and listen and, and interact when I ask questions. Um, because then you will get a great book to bring home uh, for your mom and dad to read to you or if you're old enough to read, for you to read as well. Uh, So uh, really briefly as well, if you're a guest here uh, this morning, if it's your first time here, you're new, you haven't been around for very long, we encourage you to just take a moment, fill out the Connect card. It's in the bulletin that you received when you walked in this morning. We'd love uh, to get to know you and to uh, get you Uh, connected with what God is doing here in our church family. Uh, We believe that God's uh, plan and goal uh, for Christians is to belong to a believing community wherein we love one another and receive love from one another. Uh, And that is the completion of God's goal when that takes place. Uh, And so we want you to be connected with a local church community wherein you can receive love from others and to love others. It's very important for us as followers of Jesus. That's God's plan for us. That's his goal for us. All right, let's uh, dig into 1 John 4, 
13 through 21, and this is what John writes. He says, By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Father, we ask that you would anoint the reading and preaching of your word this morning with the presence and power of your spirit so that we would be sanctified in your truth, Lord. Your word is truth. That you would save and sanctify and grow and stretch and and change us by your word so that we would be conformed to the image of your beautiful and beloved son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. All right, boys and girls, have any of you ever heard of a woman by the name of Corey Ten Boom? Raise your hand if you've ever heard of a woman named Corey Ten Boom. All right, well, that's good. She was a very important and smart and godly woman who lived through one of the most horrible things that a person can live through. You see, Corey Ten Boom was from a country in Europe called the Netherlands during a time when a man named Hitler and his army, they were traveling through Europe, starting wars and hurting and, and killing people, particularly Jewish people. And Corey Ten Boom did not think that was right. And so she did something about it. She started hiding her Jewish friends, the people that Hitler and his, his armies were trying to hurt, And this was a very dangerous thing to do because if she got caught trying to hide her Jewish friends from Hitler and his army, then she would be taken to prison and possibly be killed. But you know what? She still helped anyway. And you know why she helped her Jewish friends and neighbors? Because she loved her Jewish friends and neighbors. She just loved her neighbors because she knew that God loved her and that he proved it by sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. You see, Corey Ten Boom was a Christian. She was a Christian. Well, one day, Corey Ten Boom and her sister did get caught hiding their Jewish friends in their house. And so they got taken to prison. And it was a horrible place. They didn't get good food, and they didn't get to sleep in clean beds or keep themselves clean, so they got sick a lot. And the prison guards there treated them really, really horribly. They treated Corey and the prisoners and and, and her sister very badly. They hurt the prisoners and even killed them sometimes. And eventually, Corey's sister died in that prison. They They were treated so badly. Well, eventually, after Hitler and his army were defeated, Corey made it out of that prison. And after this, she traveled all over Europe to tell people about her story 
but more importantly, to tell people about Jesus's story, to tell the story of Jesus. She told people all about God's forgiveness and all about how God's forgiveness had changed her life and gave her hope to make it through all of those horrible things that she lived through in that prison, being mistreated by the guards and her sister dying and all of those things. She used to tell people that when we trust in Jesus, God takes all of our sins and he throws them down to the bottom of the deepest ocean and they are not ours anymore. He takes away our sins, she would tell people. And this changed her life, and this gave her peace and hope in the midst of such pain and suffering. And so she wanted to tell others so that others could experience the same peace and hope that she had. Well, one day, Corey Tinboom was speaking in Germany, and a man came up to her afterward to speak with her, and she immediately recognized him. He was one of the prison guards at the prison that she was at all those years ago. He came to her and he told her that he had stopped being a prison. When he stopped being a prison guard, he came to know Jesus' love. And he told her that Jesus had forgiven all of his sins and that he was now a child of God. And then he reached out his hand to her and he said, But I would like you to forgive me too. I want to ask you to forgive me too. Would you forgive me, Corey Tinboom? And you know what Corey Tinboom did? She froze. She couldn't make herself reach out and grab his hand at first. She said that it was actually only a few moments, but it felt like a really long time had passed. So many thoughts had gone through her head when he reached out his hand and asked for her forgiveness. She thought about how Jesus had loved her and how Jesus had forgiven her even though she didn't deserve it. She thought about how she had talked about God's love and forgiveness so many times as she traveled throughout Europe. And she was struggling, though, to love and forgive this man right in front of her. She thought about her sister and about her time in prison and about all the horrible things that happened to them and that the guards did to them. And so she prayed silently and quickly. In her mind, she prayed, Jesus, help me. And after a moment, she reached out her hand and grabbed his, and she describes the situation. She says, and so woodenly and mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one that stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder and raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands, and then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. And she cried out to him. She said, I forgive you, brother. With all my heart, I forgive you. And in her book, she writes about this moment. She says, for a long time, we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner, and I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. Well, boys and girls, that's a small picture of what the Apostle John is talking about here. He's talking about God's love and how God's love changes us. God's love leads us to love others. He sums it up in verse 19 when he says, We love because he first loved us. Now naturally, apart from God, we're not loving people. You know, we don't love as we should. We don't do loving things like we should do. We do unloving things that we shouldn't do. 
Maybe you've noticed this about yourself at times. You've stolen a toy or something from someone. You've said mean things to other people. You've hurt or hit someone. You've wondered, why do I do this? Why do I hurt others? And why do I keep hurting others even when I know it's wrong and I don't want to do it? Well, it's because we don't love others as we should. But God loves us. Us and he wants us to be changed by his love so that we can be like little mirrors that reflect God's love to others. That's what the Apostle John tells us about this morning. So let's look briefly at God's love for us, God's love in us, and God's love through us. God's love for us, God's love in us, and God's love through us. First, God's love for us. In verse 16, John says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. John means by by what I just told you about, that's how we know about God's love for us. But what did John just tell us about? Well, he tells us in the two previous verses. He says, And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So how do we know about God's love for us? John says we know about God's love for us from Jesus. Jesus shows us that God loves us because Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins and to save us. Jesus came to live through such suffering and to die a horrible death on the cross because he wanted you to be forgiven for your sins so that you would be safe with him forever, so that you would be God's friend forever. Boys and girls, let me ask you a question. Do you think your parents love you? Do you think your parents love you? That's right. Well, why why do you think your parents love you? What makes you think that they love you? Evie? That's good. That's good. That's right. Because they discipline you. What else? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, yeah, it does sometimes. Well, we know... Yeah, that's right. Well, you know what, boys and girls? We know that your parents love you because they show you that they love you. They show you that they love you. They tell you that they love you and they do good things for you. They give you good food to eat and provide you with a home, a nice warm home to live in. And they give you gifts sometimes and much, much more. But you get the idea. Your parents, you know your parents love you because they show you that they love you. Well, boys and girls, let me tell you this morning, God loves you. He truly loves you. There's nothing good that you can do to make him love you anymore. There's nothing bad that you can do to make him love you any less. And we know that that's true because he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. You can be sure this morning that God loves us because he proved it by acting in Jesus to save us. And when you do receive his love for you, you not only come to know about God's love for you, but you also, God's love also comes to live in you, which brings us to the next point, God's love in us. We've seen God's love for us, now we see God's love in us. Now John tells us that God God himself actually comes to live inside of us so that we not only know about his love for us, but that his love might be in us. He says, by this we know we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And on into verse 15, he says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in 
him. And here, John is talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, who's the Holy Spirit? Do you guys remember uh, your catechism question, the, the third catechism question from the New City Catechism? How many persons are there in God? Does anyone remember this question? Evie. That's right. There are three persons in one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's right. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And I know it's really hard to understand, but it's a really important truth. The Holy Spirit, He is God, and He is invisible. He's not physical, but He's a real person, and He comes to live inside of followers of Jesus. And the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5, 5, he tells us that when the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, that God literally pours his love into our hearts like we might pour a, a, a bottle of water into a glass. God pours his love into our hearts when he gives us the Holy Spirit. And this means that God himself helps us to know about his love for us and to love others as we've been loved. Remember, we talked about earlier, we don't love others like we should. Uh, 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 we We don't love others as we should apart from God. Sometimes we do and say mean things to others, or we use our words to hurt others. We use our actions, our hands to hurt others. And sometimes, even if we don't speak or act in ways that are loving, we think bad thoughts about others, and we wish that bad things would happen to them, don't we? Well, why do we do this? We don't love like we should. That's why. But for those who are Christians, God the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us in order to help us know about God's great love for us and to help us love others like we should. This is God's plan and goal for his people. And this is what John means when he says, by this is love perfected with us. In verse 17, he's saying that what God wants for us This is his goal for us. This is his plan for us is that he wants the Holy Spirit to come live inside of us so that we love others as we should. That's when God's goal and and plan is completed and accomplished. When the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of God's people, they know what true love is because they see it in Jesus and God's love lives within them. But without the Holy Spirit, boys and girls, We can't truly know God's love for us, and we can't love others like God wants us to. Apart from the Holy Spirit, apart from the Holy Spirit, we're helpless to do what God wants. We cannot please God without the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2 actually tells us that without the Holy Spirit, we are spiritually dead. Think back several months ago to the month of October. In October, uh, there's a holiday called Halloween. Who likes Halloween? Anyone? Halloween's pretty fun, right? Yeah? Some, some of your parents may be really conservative. Maybe they don't allow you to celebrate Halloween. But uh, Halloween is this really cool holiday where you get to dress up in cool costumes and eat candy and hang out with your neighbors. It's a really fun holiday. Well, how many of you on Halloween, did anyone see people dressed up as skeletons or zombies on Halloween? Did you see people dressed up? Like... Wow, that's really cool. Well, some people dress up as skeletons or zombies on Halloween, and that's really scary, isn't it? That's really scary. They look like dead people walking around. It's a really scary thing. But you want to know something even more scary than that? That's kind of a picture of what we're like spiritually 
without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we are spiritually dead like zombies or skeletons walking around. That's why we can't love others like we should. Try as we might. We might even want to. But apart from the Holy Spirit, we cannot love others as we should. Maybe sometimes you wonder why you can't do something right and, and, and do what you want to do. Sometimes you might even want to change really badly, but, but you just can't. You keep hurting others with your words. You keep hurting others with your actions. You keep thinking bad thoughts about others. And that's because without the Holy Spirit, we are spiritually dead. But when we receive the Holy Spirit from God, we become spiritually alive. Here's good news, boys and girls. You can change. You can change. The, the, when God pours the Holy Spirit into our hearts, he pours his love into our hearts. He helps us to feel bad about our sin. He helps us to run away from our sin and to run to God. Instead, he helps us to trust in Jesus and he helps us to love others like we're supposed to. Apart from the Holy Spirit, you cannot please God. But with the Holy Spirit, God makes you spiritually alive and to, do, uh, to, to be able to do as he commands he comes to live in God's people so that God's love would move through them out to others, the people around them. Which brings us to our last point where we see that when we trust in God's love for us and God's love comes to live in us, God's love then moves through us out to others. Look at verses 19 through 21. And we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Boys and girls, God wants his love for us and his love in us to also move through us to those around us. He wants us to be like little mirrors that reflect his love to our brothers and sisters, to our moms and dads, to our friends at church, to our friends at school and in your neighborhood. Did you, know, did you know this, boys and girls? Did you know that the moon is not actually bright? The moon is not actually naturally bright. I know you see, you go out at night, and some nights the moon looks really big, and it's big and bright, and it gives us light by day, doesn't it? Well, the moon is not actually bright all by itself. The reason that the moon looks so bright is because the, the light of the sun is shining on it and the moon is reflecting the light of the sun back to us. That's the reason that the sun looks so bright. Well, being a Christian is supposed to be kind of like that. God has so loved his people so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. That's God's love for us. But he also wants his love to be in us, so he gives us the Holy Spirit to pour his love into our hearts, all so that we would reflect his love to others like the moon reflects the light of the sun to us. He wants others to see God's love when they look at us. But I want you to remember something very, very important, boys and girls, that our love for God and for others is not what makes God love us and forgive us. Remember, we love because he first loved us. And we can never love as we should unless we first recognize and receive God's great love for us in Jesus Christ. Remember what caused Corey Ten Boom to help and love her Jewish neighbors. Remember what caused Corey Ten Boom to love and forgive the prison guard. It was because she remembered 
that God loved her so much. She remembered that Jesus died on the cross for her sins to show God's great love for her. And that's where we see what true love is. Jesus faced pain and suffering and death so that we could have the best thing we could ever have, friendship with God. He counted us as being more important than himself. He sought your good above his own. He took pain so that you might have pleasure. He took suffering so that you might have salvation. And he took death so that you might have eternal life. And the way that you receive his salvation and eternal life is by simply trusting in him. If you trust in Jesus, you receive God's love for you and you receive God's love in you. And when that happens, you don't need to be afraid of God. You know, John tells us that when God's love by the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, we can be sure that we will never be punished for our sins because Jesus was punished for our sins already. Now, instead of being punished for our sins by going to hell for all of eternity, if we trust in Jesus, we get to be God's friends forever and be with him forever. We don't need to be afraid of being punished. Instead, we can live free from fear of God's forever punishment and just concentrate on loving others in order to reflect God's love to those around us. In Jesus, we see God's love for us. By the Holy Spirit, God's love lives in us. And when we trust in Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit, God's love moves through us to those around us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would open eyes this morning to see your great love for us in Jesus Christ. That you would give your Holy Spirit to those in this room so that your love might live in us. And Lord, we pray that we would be instruments of your love, reflections of your love, like little mirrors that reflect your love out to one another and to the world around us. We pray that this would take place for your glory and for our good. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.